three months living on the road, homeschooling from the back of a van, and building a business six weeks before exploring Australia. Let's meet Georgia and her family, who are now prepping for a year on the road around Aussie with a Starlink satellite in tow. This is one not to miss. And as always, we'd like to thank the sponsor of today's podcast, Dry Flush Toilets. If you haven't seen these amazing off-grid toilets, you really need to check them out. They're the cleanest, easiest, smell-free toilet that you've ever seen. And they recently won the best new camping technology in Australia. No more dumping chemicals or maintaining a composting toilet. Go to www.dryflush.com.au to see how they work. Let's get traveling. Welcome to the Off-Grid Traveler podcast, where we meet the people who go off-grid and into a life of adventure, challenge, and grand new horizons. Whether on land or on sea, you'll meet some fascinating characters who've chosen the road less traveled and discover their best tips, worst moments, favorite destinations, and a whole lot more. Hey guys, and welcome to the Off Grid Traveler. Today, we're with a really close friend of mine, Georgia Watt, who has been on an adventure for three months with her family. And uh, you actually got another adventure coming up soon for a year when you've been in, uh, well, where are you right now? Right now, we're in Brisbane in um, someone's backyard prepping because we're leaving on Tuesday. So only a few days away before to go around Australia for a year. Yeah, but where are you right now? Inside. Inside one's caravan. (laughs) I thought you meant location. Yeah, Brisbane, um, inside a caravan, inside the caravan, um, our 22-footer, which is, um, yeah, home. It's, we're, we're a turtle. We're, we're, we've got everything we need in, on our, you know, under our shell. So, um, yeah, it's it's exciting. That's what it's I love terrifying. about it. it it's, it's because it's, it's, it's literally <laughs> like you, and, and I want to kind of, we'll, we'll go back to a question I have in a sec, but what yeah. I love the fact with you, Georgia, is that like you said to me earlier that you didn't know what you were doing when you went on this initial journey. You were just like, look, let's, let's go, let's figure these things out. And at the same time as that, and we'll go into this later, is that you built a business on the side with that. We're going to, we're going to unpack yeah, that yeah. later, but how did you come up with the idea to to pack up and go? Yeah, uh, look, it was a wasn't something that we've always dreamed of, dreamed about. Um, but having young kids, having kids through COVID, um, screen junkies, um, like being not able to travel when we wanted to, um, probably brought it to a bit of a head where we were kind of like trying to troubleshoot how can we still um, have some type of lifestyle, not knowing at the beginning of COVID how long this is actually going to go on for. Yeah, right. Um, Beck and I had done some travel in a motorhome around France for a couple of weeks um, before kids and loved it. And so that probably just planted a few seeds. Um, and then it was serendipitous because from a business perspective, um, a whole bunch of things just lined up perfectly for me. I, I just left my corporate career of 20 years Um accidentally but gloriously sold um, the Amazon business I was building on the side and then had, you know, a time and a sense of um, financial freedom for for a bit. So, um, yeah, it, it had the time and then it was really just challenging ourselves and how can we how can we make it work? Um, so that that seed was planted 18 months ago. Now, yeah. obviously, we're coming out the other end of it all um, and planning, plan, lots and lots and lots of planning. Um, love a plan. 
I love a plan, but I'm I'm getting better at that, Perry. I'm more letting it letting it go in the wind, um, in the breeze. But um, it you know it's not just where am I going to go, where am I going to set up camp tonight. It's how am I going to you know school the kids. What mm. clothes am I going to wear? What am I going to do with my house when I'm away? Um, who's going to look after the garbage if we have guests? Those kind of things that you know that you, we, when you start you don't appreciate, but when yeah. you're in the thick of it, you're like. This isn't just something you pack your backpack in and go. go. Um, what van am I going to get? You know, all those kind <laughs> of things. Um, so it's been a really cool project. And, yeah, it's kind of it's really exciting to see it come to a tip and see um, see if all of the planning pays off. Um, yeah. We've had that test run that you mentioned, the three months. So we've we've. We've um we've got a we've got a few um scars now already in a good way um you know we've got some, we've got some training wheels I think we're good to take the training wheels off now that would yeah be... well scars are merely medals so uh take take it yeah. as that and we, yeah. so let's let's unpack that that three months right is you you went where did you go on that journey and um yep. what was you because you've said this to me before but what was why did you make it more difficult for yourself as well. <laughs> Well, well, when we we bought the van, at the beginning of rain oh, round March last year, around Christmas yeah. Easter time, sorry, and we took it, we picked it up from a kai, we went up to Ellie Beach, and everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. In in the sense, not not in a bad way, like we could easily put find the silver lining on everything, because yeah. I've had um a boating background. I knew uh, my, my dad bought when I was young, uh, a new boat. And so he went through this similar process. So I was kind of, I wasn't this huge shock to me that, Oh, the plumbing's kind of not working as anticipated. Oh, the 12 volt kind of blew. Now we have to sit down and work that all out. Um, so that's the shakedown period. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, in, thankfully we're still close to the dealer. We got a lot of those kind of things sorted. Um, and then we went, took it all the way down to uh, Ginderbine for the snow season in June. I oh, think it was beautiful. June, July. Cool. Very cool. And, and we'd, none of us other than Beck had been skiing. So we'd never even, I'd never even seen snow before. So there was all that exciting thing, but then you're like, oh, you wake up in the morning to make yourself a cup of tea. The taps don't work because the hoses are frozen. <laughs> so really fun things like that or oh we've got to bolt down we were in the caravan park in the snow and we had in Jindabyne and we're looking around us and every other caravan is like heavy duty strapped down and we're like we're just rocking up we're just here for a few days and, and you're, we and are you're around, short still right wind. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wind, everyone the wind there so um, you know, it's learning by osmosis and getting out there and, and having a good time. But yeah, those were a couple of little test runs for a couple of weeks. Um, and then we weren't going to do this actually, but through the planning, we were trying to work out an itinerary of how we wanted to do this big lap. Yeah. And what we realized is, yeah, everyone kind of goes around the circumference, but I'm going, oh, 42 years of old age and I've never seen the red center. And for me, I don't want to fly in. I want to experience the drive in and the red dirt and all those. So we decided we couldn't work it out other than doing a figure of eight, how we could do it without backtracking and, mm. and you know, seeing doubling up. So we decided, well, why don't we just take three months, um, the last term of school for the kids last year, and um, just do a half lap. So we left Brisbane. We went up through the back end of Queensland, um, some really cool places, you know, Longreach, Winton, Mount Isa, um, real 
you know, country, cattle, mining territory. Um, and then we went down through Northern Territory, so um, through Alice Springs into Uluru, um, some fun stories around that. And then uh, we went down through Coober which is another really interesting place, and then um, spent a bit of time, of course, in the wine uh, area, <laughs> uh, Barossa, McLaren. That's why tomorrow. your cheeks are looking red today. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start in the morning the, the well. Mo- the I'm going to be clean and not drinking didn't work out too well by the time I got to that part of the town. In <laughs> <laughs> um, Adelaide, which is really, under, I mean, I, it packs a punch that that part of the country. I think is incredibly understated and we had a great time down in South Australia um, and then cut home through um, New South Wales. And we had to abandon any plans we had because um, we had there was some serious flooding uh, and right, waters, yeah, of course. Water, water damage and the roads were just ripped apart, like literally ripped apart. So we were traveling at sometimes, you know, 20, 30K an hour, avoiding potholes the size of a car. Um, no, no, not exaggerating. And one one time we wanted, I really wanted to go through Lightning Ridge. So we had to go by Burke and the water was still 45 degrees, sorry, 45 centimeters above the road and they said you've got a high rig you've got you, we could have we would have you would have been able to do it able to because yeah. we've got high um van and and uh car i mean you're ladder almost again to both of them but um he said like you need you need you, basically trucks go through of course mm. but they even they needed pilots to get through because only the locals know where the road would stop and finish yeah right so it's like you know what i don't need that complexity in my life um so we we, we just navigated around around that so, so you um, went on a longer trip on that right so you yeah just yeah well, just at- a few more days yeah, we have deadline we had to be back for, so we just we just keep adapting, and I think that's the coolest thing that's happened for myself and my family, especially the kids, is they've learned to adapt. They've learned, you know, nothing goes perfectly, and um, roll with the punches. So, they've learned that everything in Australia is trying to kill you, and so you need to adapt to the situation. Much, pretty much, Perry. I, I that was a moment that I had being four girls uh, hitting the road. There was a safety element, and there was the snakes and redbacks and, and anything all, else like, all the scary factor. stuff out there and and you you, you basically <laughs> taking the, the 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 boss the boss stance on that to, to ta- attack everything on its way right pretty much so um fun, yeah look it's <laughs> i know we've only got a short time but um there was an element where i was googling what what weapons could i take with me and fun <laughs> fact in every state, there's different laws, so I just resorted to a big stick. Um, and I did end up, and and I would advocate for this, uh, doing like a, another re- first aid refresher. Um, because okay. oh my god, that stuff changes year on year. I swear, like you know, when you get a jelly sting, sometimes they say do do, do something uh, cold water, and now it's hot water and stuff like that. So yeah. um, that was cool to do. Just gave us more confidence before we hit the road because we didn't know how remote. <laughs> things we're going to get yeah and touchable, thankfully nothing ever happened and we we were on the side of caution anyway but we still had an awesome time and still did some really wild stuff so just just to reiterate that get a big stick and do a first aid kit uh <laughs> like uh set up uh, like do first aid course um you know if you if you got if, if people are going to go on these long-term journeys it is good just to be up to date with that scratch because you never know what's going to be out there and yeah. it's not to say that you know it's always going to be doom and gloom in potential but because you're going to go on another trip soon you're going on this year yeah. trip because obviously even with all the negatives that happened gosh the positives must have outshone them by a long shot yeah, absolutely. I definitely being um, you know, my 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 corporate background I was quite risk adverse. Well, risk not risk adverse, but I would always be thinking, okay, this goes. I want to have a plan B, plan C, an exit strategy for everything. So yeah. yeah. Um, I really I, I had no mechanical experience. I, I yeah, first aid was probably 10 years out of date. Um, those kind of things. So and and I 
I hear had you know we we watch blogs, we listen to YouTubes and stuff like that, and and you, you pe- everyone who says you don't realize how big Australia is and how remote mm. it is. So I had that picture in my mind. You know, I watched um you know I, the trailer only. I refused to watch the full movie of Wolf Creek. I got the gist. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I I prepare for the worst case scenario and hope for the best. Yeah. Um and and we were nowhere near the way. We, we it was you know. There's a lot of catastrophists out there. I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, you know, if you if you listen to the Facebook crew, you, you you're not going to go and visit places, and because you're going to be too scared. And I'm so glad that we didn't. We pushed through, and we we saw some really cool, and we really met some really interesting people. Of course, that's what it's not. It's, it's as cliche as it sounds. You really do meet salt of the earth people who've lived in these places their whole lives, and would probably have a heart attack if they've ever visited a city, you know? <laughs> well, and, and that that's two two awesome things there. One of them is the fact that you have the uh, the internet at your fingertips, right? So you, at all times, you have the ability to go, <clears throat> oh, no, that looks a bit of a, a dodgy place. And you're just checking these places on, you know, real time, being able to say, no, let's make that left turn instead of that right turn because we could be in uh, coyote country within two two minutes, you know? Yeah, some maps that you use in the city don't work as well. Google Maps will guarantee take you on a dirt road instead of the bitumen because it'll save you 30 seconds. So we always had a, um, the maps, you know, pla- the old paper maps as a backup, yeah, just right. so we knew roughly which direction we were heading. Um, we did have the internet with a couple of black spots. I'm really looking forward, actually. I love my tech, as you know. Yes. <laughs> so I had an app for everything, including Dump Fighter, which was a fun <laughs> one. Um, but um, the internet, up. yeah. <laughs> dumb finer yeah well you need to think about these things right yes. um so yeah look we 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 flicked everything across to telstra telstra is amazing um you really appreciate them when you're out in the out in the bush but there were still black spots um yeah. this time i'm looking we had a sat phone as a backup too um which satellite will work obviously anywhere you've got some clear view to the sky mm. um internet was slow in some places which frustrated me um but i learned to breathe through it yeah. uh and the kids did too. Um, but this time I'm actually really looking forward to, uh, I've just invested in a Starlink satellite, which for wow. RV um, and a lot of other people, it's actually the dishes behind me. It's only the size of about a microwave. Um, and that um, is a game changer for people who trap for, for RV, the RV world. And I imagine a lot of people who live rural and NBN isn't really doing cutting it for them. Um, the speeds are insane. It's super easy and it's relatively cheap. So wow. I I'm such a tech should... nerd. I love it. This is oh, this yeah. is the real stuff. Like, you know, if, if if anyone's ever interested to know what the best apps are or the best tech to put <laughs> inside your um your van or your catamaran or whatever you're traveling, yeah, yeah. you've got to know Georgia because she, will, yeah, she will research it and she will then look at all top 10 and then go through them each one to make sure that they're working. Um, you know, I, um it's yeah. how you've always been. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's part of my DNA. But no, it's fun. Look, tech's, tech's important. I think when you're on the road and and crowdsourcing opinions and making mm. your own at, at the end of the day. So, yeah, um, that that's me. I'm I'm I've got apps for everything. Yeah. Wikicamps, basically. Wikicamps is the, on the road is for me the number one thing because, like you said, you're constantly like Beck is is like she's more the navigator and a researcher. Yeah. Whilst I'm doing a bit of the driving, she she'll go and think the next two three days week ahead or whatever mm-hmm. and so she'll go and say you know what there's been a bit of violence in that area we'll stay away from that caravan park or the roads are ripped up you know ringing the councils ahead and stuff like that so you are constantly it's not like you can plan 18 months out you know no. and then hit the road you you need to constantly check in adapt on, to the situation yeah 
Yeah. So, so with, with that, so you said top apps that you would use is Wiki Camps. Um, yep. what, what would you say the other two that you found yourself flying to? Uh, was it um, Top Dump There's or something um... like that? <laughs> top Dump. They should rename it to that. It's it's Dump Finder. Dump it's, Finder. It's um, a yeah, good name it's anyway. Basically, it's literally for every public toilet or dump area that you need to empty one's caravan cassette <laughs> into. Unless, of course, you have uh, an alternative. This episode of Off Grid Traveller is proudly sponsored by Dry Flush Toilets Australia, home of the world famous Lavio Dry Flush Toilet. This patented electric toilet has no chemicals, is not a composting system, and can be set up literally anywhere in under 60 seconds. It looks and feels like an at-home toilet to use, but it can be used anywhere with no external power or water, and it still flushes. There's also no cartridge to clean or empty, and it's perfect for camping, caravans, converted vans, boats, tiny homes, or anything off-grid. Go to www.dryflush.com.au and use coupon code off grid to get a 10% discount on your toilet order today. Um, that that you you do that is a that's a necessity, Perry. That's yeah. one of those things that um, are a part of van life. And every two three days, you're not going to get away with it if you can stand it for that long. So it's human nature. Yeah, so that's one of them. Um, uh, antenna finder. So when you rock up, if you want some TV, um, I, I can send all these links through to the apps, but basically it'll tell you where to point your TV antenna to oh, the local, roll. you know, um, TV, TV station. So you can actually get service. Um, phone towers. There's one called, I think it's Oz phone towers. So again, when you've, you've got your 4G, I, I've got a uh, nerding out a little bit, but I've got like a 4G external antenna, so it's like a booster for yeah, for yeah. our. We didn't have the Starlink, and you you again stop, and then you can basically open it up and it'll give you a map, and it will show you the 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 strength of how far you are from the local cell tower, mm. and you know you know what Optus is over there, Telstra's over there, so I'm going to point my antenna that way and hope for the best. So even um, though you've got tel- even though you've got the Starlink now, are you going to keep your Telstra as a backup? Yeah, yeah, you know me. I'll I'll keep it as a backup. I was going to sell it, but I was like, you know what? Because I'm running, I'm still still building up another business on the yeah. side. Um, and so e-commerce and staying in touch with my VA and those kind of things is still important to me. Massively. And we're schooling, you know, my, um, um, this year as well. Um, that's you know having internet access. It's not. It's actually not a luxury. It's almost a utility for us. Yeah, so, yeah, I I agree um, with that. And and that that actually um, moves into the the next question, which is about homeschooling, um, because yeah. you know a lot a lot of people. I I've spoken to a couple of people that have got their kids on on the road, and everyone's got a different way that they're yeah. educating the children. And no no way is right, no way is wrong. Um, yeah. uh, but it's it, I was speaking to someone recently, and they were saying that they do homeschooling, and they're re- ridiculously rigid and structured i've spoke yeah. to someone else where they're like no we're we're of the of the sort you know we're, we're going to teach them the right things but then we're going to show them how to use it on a practical sense and so yeah. it'd be really interesting to know what your take on that is and how you yeah. think what what you know because there's again there's no right or uh, wrong way yeah. what do you think is yeah. the process well, for you where i'm very lucky i said you're gonna ask me this one because i should have almost dragged dragged beck into here beck is actually a um primary school teacher for the last 20 years so there you go i kind of (laughs) shift that to her but what i i can say i've observed um is that we we tested on that three-month trip half lab um 
we said to well audrey audrey is our eight-year-old maybe's four so she doesn't actually need formal education per se mm. she you know she's still in play mode and, and discovery um but my audrey was um grade three going to grade four so we 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 had the the school's been great um they gave us you know some guidelines on curriculum beck knows the national curriculum anyway like the back of her hand, of her hand but yeah. they gave us some resources and beck's got all these resources anyway and to be fair a lot of this stuff is online there's some really cool stuff um out there um and we were like gonna we you know what we'll, we'll do it organically we will if we stop for a couple of days we'll we'll pause we'll open up the book and we'll go through some stuff but majority of learning was going to you know the kids did some awesome dot painting with some local indigenous people in Uluru and then what that. we get to do Beautiful. is write a blog we get that we get I get ordered to sit down with her iPad and actually type out a blog and I copy and paste that and put that on our website so that and then what was really cool actually is the grade three so she had three three terms with um the kids in the fourth term she was away so in that fourth term the teacher said send me your blogs when you do a blog let me know yeah. and then he would actually bring it up onto the big screen oh, and so cool. um and the kids would know where she, so when audrey came back on the very last day of school she popped in and then was able to share those kind of stories so um but yeah like we, we'll go to the petrol station and fill up and that that's fun when you realize that you know it's three dollars ten a liter of diesel and i'll say you know i've got 140 liter tank order you work out how much it's going to cost me so we we gamify it on the way yeah um and always real life, just real life experience around it and and the fact like okay so the biggest recommendation is have have a partner that has at least 20 years experience <laughs> in primary yeah. school teaching that that is always going to be a winner if you yeah. don't have that um obviously you know i'm sure i uh, understand what the curriculum is and how you can use that for real world experiences like what you've just mentioned there because let, let's be let's be i love the fact that you're first of all the blog with that you're giving them an understanding of how to you know exp- uh, share themselves into into the world uh with with the experiences that now the other kids are going to see and then yeah. the other one of hey look this is how much it's cost you know here, here's a bit of maths that you're actually going to use Practical. like you yeah. know in, in, and not to say that algebra and anything like that isn't useful so for some people it will be but um it's yeah. understanding where are your kids skills and interests and then defining those and making those sharp sharp as possible yeah, well, yeah, you spot on. Work, work well closely with the school because chances are you might come back. Unless you're going to do this forever, chances are you're going to come back to that that school or community. And so we've we found that the educating um, industry is really, you know, was very supportive of us to to make mm. sure that she doesn't slip behind. Um, we probably our learnings from the three months is need to be a little bit more routine around it. So gotcha. you know, maybe it's just a half an hour um, blat before we go out for the day, kind of thing, just to keep keep them just on track. Just to prime the mind. Yeah. Yeah, to get it a discipline because it is ultimately a discipline, yeah. um, education. Um, and yeah, the, the blog it is good. You're, you're right. Like she's she is really keen on you know doing. She wants a YouTube run run a YouTube channel and stuff like that. She's only eight, but awesome. getting preparing herself to get out there. The blog at the end of the day and all of our instas, a bit different from a lot of other people on the road. We find. Uh, a lot of other people do it to get sponsorship because that's how they support themselves mm. um, um, financially, which is there's no hard feelings on that. We intentionally didn't want to go down that path, though. We wanted to share it with family and friends or anybody who around us in our community who actually cares or wants to keep track on where we're going. But for us, we, we're treating it as a travel log or a travel thing. Yes. So we can always give that back to the kids afterwards. So her to put her blog and her feeling, you know, feelings about how it was when she went to that factory or or met those people um, is what we're going to yeah wrap up and and, and protect I suppose um, yeah, and hand I love over that. to the world and look back on. 
Well, you, the, the thing is, it's it's going to be there as for everyone to be able to see. But it, I, I've already checked them out as well. They're beautiful. Like yeah. it, it's really nice, and I love the fact that you've been using your um oh, the the flying camera, uh, your drone, oh, drone. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and That's you're getting better and better at it as well because uh, some of those. <laughs> Some of those are getting really, ones. really awesome. <laughs> Some of the first ones, I was like, the camera's going Get like away this. from the camel, Georgia. Get away <laughs> from the camel. <laughs> and, then, and then the next ones, you're like, yeah, no, I know how to do this now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so the, the the next question I have, and it's it's something, uh, again, we spoke about very briefly, but um, I'm sure a lot of people would love to know this, is you set up another business whilst you were traveling, which caused absolute chaos in one way, but has been a huge benefit now. And and uh, just to give references to regarding the Airbnb, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never thought that that was going to be considered a business until, again, you get your hands dirty with setting it all up. But it is. It's it's like running another e-commerce business, you know. Um, so we the, the stress, the, the, the challenge was for us is we only had this brain fart six weeks before we actually decided to leave on that three-month tour. And the brain fart came from a mixture of um, our, our cleaner who comes in every couple of weeks and just does the stuff that we don't like, doesn't like to do. She was telling us how much she loves cleaning Airbnbs because there's, you know, they're, they're blank canvases. And yeah, right. I was looking at the fuel price and it just hiking and hiking from when I originally did my budget. And so I was like, eh. oh, and home insurance, um, generally speaking in Australia, we found that we weren't protected if you left our property empty for 60 days. Right. So we decided, all right, we'll give this a go. We'll do this three months as a test. If we don't like it, we'll work out another solution on this year, but we did it. And yeah, it's like a business because you actually need to do listing photography, not too dissimilar from, you know, a lot of the other e-commerce stuff. And so then we had to work out a timeline <laughs> to have our place stripped and then think, are we packing for the caravan? Are we packing for when we're back for Christmas? Or and then buy stuff to dress six weeks and, before, um, six weeks before for photography. Then you got keywords, you got to think about how you're presenting. So it was really, it was fun. It's I loved it, but business. it was the next level stress that we didn't actually need in hindsight. It took us probably another four weeks to calm down and chill out and just exhale after it. And then when you've got your people in, you're like, are they going to break everything? Are they going to party? Whatever. But we touch wood, we had amazing guests and it worked out really, really well. And my mom's around the corner. So she was like a little house manager and was able to help out too, which gave us some. That's a crazy thing that you mentioned though, is that the, the insurance, right? For six, yeah. if you aren't in the house for 60 days, then the, the premium goes up or what, what's the, what's the, what's the issue there? <sighs> We, um, well, look, every policy is different, but the couple that I rang around, yeah, there is a period um, where if you're not actually in it, um, they, they don't cover it. Um, I imagine wow. you need some type of insurance at all. It's like, it's type, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I that's interesting. I was about putting my mum in for, you know, every, for a week, every 60 days if we needed to, but we, we thankfully never had to, but it's just problem solving, Perry. It's, 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 that's, I mean, I love that, that that's part of my DNA as an ex-engineer, but it's constantly, you know, constant problem solving. And that sense of accomplishment is what dr keeps driving me and the family to to keep keep pushing forward and trying to break things. But th this is something that I, I, I want people to really understand if they're thinking, how am I going to make money when I'm on, on this journey? Is that you oh, can yeah. do an Airbnb immediately, right? You, you've not only just given yourself protection of your home but you you know you can you the the hardest thing that you mentioned to me was that when you're first getting these people to come in you're vetting them to a certain level you want to make sure that these individuals yep. aren't going to cause problems but realistically you're using a system which does a lot of that vetting initially as well to to give you that kind right. of protection and you could end up having a lot of your costs 
dealt with that you're on the road because I'm, I'm sure I obviously with all the the extra things that you're spending money on because um you know you want to have a great time when you're traveling and enjoying that but at the same time you're you're spending less money on the road compared to um being at home right Oh, for us, it's kind of, it wasn't as advantageous as I thought it was. We still probably ate uh, the same amount, obviously. Fuel counteracted some of the services we were able to switch off. Um, So it wasn't as um, astronomically different, but I tell you what, it's nice to have, it's nice to to come back on the same keel rather than the other way. Um, Yeah, I bet. Every single day you're opening your door and you're you're seeing a different view. And, you know, sometimes the sunset, you get up at 5 a.m. and it's just red or it might be just blue, depending on if you're up by the sea. Like these are the reasons why people travel. These are the reasons why I find myself hungry to get out into the world every single other week, because I know that. Every every day that I'm spending behind a computer and don't get me wrong, I do love doing this sort of stuff as well. It it just reminds me of what I'm missing out on. And, you know, those experiences last a lifetime. Like I, I have, I have gone to points where I've had literally zero dollars in my, my pocket, but I'm standing on the front top of a mountain, looking over at the sea and going like, this is, this is life right now. It's it's priceless. Those kind of things, right. You may, as you said, zero dollars in your bank account, but it's, you can't buy that stuff either. So yeah. I can always make more money. You always can. And you're right. There are so many, I mean, gosh, if you just sit there and blog or Google, you know, there's so many blogs I was going to say on how how to make money on the road. We would go to parks and see people just using their services, like they'd have a sign up at the front of the van saying, want a hairdress, you know, haircut. Um, or, I you love know, that. Yeah. And you talk to people and they, and I know some people who will actually get free van um, accommodation or, or stay at a park because they'll offer the local caravan uh, owners, I'll put a drone up and I'll do a 10 minute video and hand you the file. Um, so it, it, it's, again, it's that troubleshooting. You're, you're just constantly creatively thinking how to work around stuff. And, uh, there's heaps of ideas online, but yeah, a, a lot of people, most people, you know, um, I suppose my age around that age still do work and still bring some type of income in. I've just gone with, with what I know from an e-commerce perspective and yeah. with internet, um, we'll travel and, and still bank some coin, which is, which is great. And that that's that's really, really interesting thing is that look, you've got you're gonna have a proportion of people that can work remote and they're able to work from anywhere as long as they've got a connection. And then you've yeah. got a, a large proportion of people. Look, if you're good at cooking, right? And you just put 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 a little pot out the front, waft the little fan in it so that it starts getting all the people coming around. And you, oh God, yeah. what are you making? Like, Do you know what? We sell this for five dollars uh, a bowl yeah. or whatever. You're gonna get yeah. so many people jumping over because they're sick and tired of what all the chips that they've been eating on, on the road. Yeah. So um, haircuts. I'm sure there's always someone who wants a haircut. I'm sure, you know, it's it's one of those things. And um, look, I'm sure even (laughs) you could even go deeper and say, look, I am willing to, um, you know, clean out your toilet for you and and send it over (laughs) the dumping. That is a niche niche in itself. I promise you people would pay for that. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. When we started, we looked like we were in Breaking Bad. You know, we had the long gloves that went up to here. We had the eyewear and now we're just like, you get over it. But you're right. You were constantly on the road surrounded by people who are either, you know, um, tinkerers, you know, inventors yep. in some way, because everyone loves to set their, their set up their own way. Um, yeah. Or many entrepreneurs, you know, um, small business owners. And that's what's really cool. Um, you know, I just love I'm just, I, that. That lights me up to talk to other people and see what they're passionate about and how they solve problems. So yeah, it's, it's good people out there. Good people out there. There's crazy people out there, yes. but there's good people out there, there as well. Are. There's a couple of bit crazy good in some ways too. Yeah, right. 
good. But everyone's got a story. And, you know, we all know this, but I, I'm guilty of becoming a bit complacent as well around that side of things. So that was my, that was probably my biggest learnings the last three months is, um, don't get complacent and don't be afraid to, I'm a bit of an introvert normally, um, but I'd walk across, and now, now I make the effort to say day to a couple of neighbours and, and chew the fat for a bit um, and slow down. That, that's, but that's the down. thing when when you're traveling as well like compared to being in the city center com- to being there and I, I spoke with a gentleman before about this like everyone says hello mm. everyone yeah. oh, so yeah. you, the likeliness yeah. is that you know if, if you don't say hello you're the weird one and they think that you're yeah. in a mood which is which is not what you want it's just you might find yeah. that you're a little bit oh i don't know if i should say hello because if i said that in the city yeah. they'd probably spit on my shoes <laughs> <So>. <laughs> in some cities yeah absolutely yeah. do you know it's um it, it i i've sussed out and i actually did put a little blog together on this um when i was dabbling with trying to do blogs anyway um but i've sussed out van life i've got it i've sat and observed for a while now caravan parks right and what they do is you wake up in the morning and 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 I'm going to stereotype here, but I'll say, you Love know, it. the older guy, the 60-year-old guy kind of walks around his van, first thing he moves with a cup of tea, he sits there and he scratches his head and he looks and he goes, looks at it, gets underneath and he looks and he goes, why, why did my caravan manufacturer do the plumbing that way? So then he goes, ha, I got it. And he goes across to Bunnings. He finds a local Bunnings. And every Bunnings is different in Australia, by the way. That hurts. You know, I know 63s <laughs> with electrical and you get there and it's not. So anyway, he goes to Bunnings. So that saves him. Not, that blows another 15 minutes when he tries to work out where the plumbing section is in Bunnings. And he goes there and they stand there. They stand there in Bunnings, cross-legged, looking like cross-armed, head cocked, staring at the wall for hours. And then they come back with eight different parts to make their own custom plumbing. And then they come back and then there is, damn, I needed that ninth, ninth part. So then there's another hour of sitting there. And by about three o'clock or four o'clock in the afternoon, they sit in there cussing, cursing, and then they get it. And then they stand back and they stare at it for half an hour. They go, oh, I'm awesome. Then they crack the beer at four o'clock. I don't, happy hour is getting earlier and earlier and earlier. I swear, Always. Day, yeah. And then, then they all come together to admire each other's work for the day. And, and then sometimes <laughs> some people like to argue about physics. This is what I found per firsthand experience. I might be one of these 60 year old men um, trapped in a 42 year old woman's body. Um, but yeah, and that, and then and you wake up next day and you, you repeat. That is caravan park life, as I found it. Bit different from being off road, off grid, I should say, but uh, it's, it's it's a lifestyle. It it it, it is off grid to a certain extent as well, because you know what is off grid when most places now have some sort of uh, internet connection. You you do get those black zones, as you said. But even yeah. I, I would say going off grid is getting out of the city, getting okay. uh, off uh, away from the the main road sometimes, going and actually seeing the countryside, seeing things that most people have been dreaming about doing. And again, I say this every time. If you are thinking about going somewhere, please just go do it. Even if it's a one day trip, even if it's a 30 minute down the road, get out, get off this. Well, listen to this podcast as you're going and keep reminding yourself (laughs) that you need to save it for this and and just get (laughs) out there and see see the world because the world is not going to wait for you. It's never going to wait for you, but it will welcome you with open arms. Spot on. You couldn't have put it more eloquently. I, I've got that more traditional, I suppose, technical off-grid for me means you're running off your batteries. You yeah. know, you, you, you're loving the sun because that's giving you the juice. You know, um, you're drying your clothes in it. Um, off-grid means to me rationing water and and 
not being that consumer that I am guilty of in the city. It's actually being resourceful and mindful of my resources. And absolutely. And, and you know, telling the kids, you know, don't leave the light on because that's going to, you know, light's probably a bad example. But you know what I mean? You're thinking about what you have. You're, you're conscious, consciously living, consuming consciously. And, um, you know, um, yeah, you get some to some fantastic we 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 have done off grid out out of the van van parks are great for kids because there's always other kids there's part you know the water slides and that kind of stuff but we have actually and we're going to do this more especially during the beach run around the coast Um, we wake up and you're the only person you know for 10 kilometers um or more and you know your kangaroo is right there and stuff like that so that for me me is off gridding but you're right everyone's got a different definition of it it's just a case of getting out there and yeah, I think I watched um, Chris's thing and she'd put a beauty. Rustic is different from everybody or something like yes. that, she said. And, and and glamping, camping, it doesn't matter as long as you're outside of your bricks and mortar home and looking at the stars at some point, right? Put your feet through the grass once in a while. You'll realize how much, how, how good it actually feels. And, um, you know, I've got socks on at the moment because... It's freaking cold <laughs> over this way. Thank you so much for coming on here. You're awesome. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing your adventures six months from yeah. now, because we're going to get you back on here when you're actually on the road going through. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, hey, yeah. Thanks so much. And uh, thanks everyone for joining Great. in. It's been awesome. Have an awesome day. Cheers. If you or someone you know would be an interesting guest on the show, we'd love to hear from you. We love speaking to everyday people who've taken to the open road or open seas for an extended period of time or anyone that's set up their life in an off-grid location. Please email guest at offgridtraveller.com.au to get in touch. That's two L's in Traveller. If you like that video, you'll probably like this one and you'll really love this one. And as always, we want to thank you for joining us. And if you want to like and subscribe, it really helps the channel grow. And it means that we can talk about more travel, get more tips and everything off grid. Cheers.